Rebecca. This is a podcast for all my single friends out there and for anyone who's ever been single. Cue the laughs, life lessons, and all things love. Welcome to Dating in the Bay. Now, let's get to it. Howdy, howdy, everybody. It's Wednesday and we're traveling to Canada today. And last time I said this about my guest from Chicago when I had Case Kenny on, people thought I actually flew to Chicago, which was, I I was very honored that people thought that I was going somewhere. But we're not actually going to Canada. Although I really am planning on going to Canada at the end of the year. So maybe I will meet up with our guests at some point. But Today, I'm super excited to have the co-hosts of Two Girls, One Broadcast podcast on. Katie and Jack are here again, and I'm super excited to catch up with them. Basically, last time I recorded with them, my audio did not actually record. So I was like, I have to have you guys on again so that we can do a different episode. And we did a whole episode on narcissists, and it was a really good one, but we'll probably have to redo that one for another day, another time. But right now, we're talking all about Friendship 2.0. I know they just bought a house together, so I want to hear about that. And I have lots of questions for them. And we're going to take a journey. And five minutes ago, I just painted my nails periwinkle. And I realized as soon as I did this, well, first of all, I'd spilled my nail polish all over my jeans. So that was promising. Then I spilled a little bit on my desk, which I can't get out of, so I just got. And then also I realized terrible idea to paint my nails right before I record, just because that's really a just logistically speaking, getting my headphones on. I already had smudged one. We have just a bunch of nails down. We have a lot of casualties. This is really gnarly and I, I'm glad I'm not recording video so no one has to see my nails. Okay, that's enough about my nails. Also, I don't know if you guys have used the Olive in June nail kit thing that basically got me through all of quarantine. And now I don't have it in me to even go get a manicure because I have invested in so many colors of nail polish that it feels criminal. And with that deep dive into my periwinkle nails, let's get to my chat with Two Girls One Broadcast podcast. All right. How are you guys doing? We're good. good. We miss you. My favorite Canadian duo. <laughs> How have you guys been? I want to talk about lots of things, but first you can kind of give me an overview and then <laughs> I'll ask you lots of questions. Okay. Oh my God. I feel like nothing has happened with us. I mean, since we last recorded, I think with you, we bought a house. Oh together. yeah. Yeah. That happened. Yeah. So we bought a house <laughs> in December together and I think quarantine slash lockdown, whatever you want to call it now, has given us a chance to kind of like work on the house a little bit. So that's nice. Like we've just done some painting and we like threw on some wallpaper and we switched out our hot water tank. And when I say we, I mean, my boyfriend did it for us. (laughs) That's awesome. Well, I can attest through when we FaceTimed, you gave me that very great tour and your house is beautiful. And I'm so excited for you guys. How did that come to be? I've been reading a bunch of articles about friendship 2.0 and like how this is like the new thing that friends are buying houses. Like how did this transpire? Well, I mean, we'd already lived together. So we knew that we were like a good little duo to be living together. And Jack's boyfriend had like basically been living with us for a while too. And like the three of us just have such a good vibe. It's so crazy. Like I feel like having roommates can be 
go hit or miss. But like me and Jack obviously have such a great friendship. And luckily I'm also friends with her boyfriend, <laughs> which makes it a lot easier. So yeah, we just like, it wasn't really feasible for one of us to buy a house on our own. It would have had to be like a little condo or something that doesn't have great resale value here. So we just decided to like dive in together and get like an actual house together. So we were able to afford more and we can just... Yeah, and we got mortgage. Yeah, and we got sick of paying rent. Yeah, that is a huge part of it for Mm -hmm. sure. I owned a house with my ex husband. So going back to paying rent was like a very frustrating feeling because, like, it's just not, you know what I mean? First of all, a house of dating. Basically non existent. It's so funny. I started seeing a new therapist like a month and a half ago, and I was like, yeah, like I've been single for over a year now, and I'm just like, I really haven't tried to date much. I'm just kind of like on my own. And he was like, you know what? I think that's okay. Like he was kind of hinting like, yeah, Katie, you maybe could stay single for a little bit longer and like work through some stuff. (laughs) So yeah, I have no dating apps right now. I'm reluctant to go back on dating apps just because I tried last summer and it was just very like, it was a flop. Like it was totally a flop era for me. (laughs) I just wasn't really feel like I was connecting with anybody, but I also feel like I had kind of like a bad attitude about dating. So I probably was like projecting like stuff and just not really engaging myself. So I don't know. I'd be willing to something. I don't know. Like it would literally have to be me meeting somebody at like the gas station or the grocery store or something. Like we reach for the same freaking avocado. That would be the only way I would meet somebody. (laughs) I mean, I feel like you did have a, you caught like kind of a rough, like you had that lumberjack situation on the apps. You've had kind of a rough go. So I think it's good to take a breather. Yeah, for sure. And it's been nice. Like, I feel very, like, settled with my life at this point. So for me to bring in, like, another person and invest a lot of myself in them, they'd have to be really special. Okay. And then, Jack, what's going on with your relationship? Is there, like, what's on the horizon? Am I going to be invited to a wedding? I mean, when there is a wedding, you will 100% be invited. But... No, I mean, there's no like rock on my finger if that's what you're asking. Like you're hiding your hands. I don't know. No, we're good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, things are really good. Like I, I honestly have absolutely zero complaints. Yeah, I mean, like I've lived with him since probably last May, Mm -hmm. May or somewhere between like May and July. We started living together last year and then he like permanently moved in when we moved into this place in December. So we repainted our room and he kind of did like this whole big feature wall that he spent like 10 hours on. Wow. Yeah. He like, he puts a lot into this house like where Mm -hmm. he can to like help us fix things and help us like whatever, anything we need that doesn't require like cleaning, he'll help us. So (laughs) I'm very grateful for that. But as far as like, yeah, we're, we're great. I think it's been good for like me even to see the way that they are with each other. Like, I'm just like, this is a healthy relationship. I'm just in awe every day (laughs) of like how kind they are to each other and how much they genuinely love each other and show it. And like how healthy their relationship seems like it's honestly amazing. Like I'm so happy for her. (laughs) Oh, I love that. Okay. Let's let's double tap on healthy relationship. What is healthy? Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, probably like everybody's definition at this point of healthy is very different depending on who they've dated before. But I would agree with her. Like, I do feel like this is probably the healthiest relationship I've ever been in. And I do think it has everything to do with my age and 
the people that I've dated and what it's made me into and like what I wanted in a partner. And I think that is what's helped me get here, I guess, if that makes sense. But I think if you want to go first, then I'll, I'll say, I just want to see what you're. <laughs> this is a test. <laughs> I mean, the first thing I would say is just like their communication seems so great. There's no lashing out at each other. You know, there's no like withholding. There's none of these like negative communication styles that like, I think we've both experienced in relationships before. Like I just, they genuinely care and respect about each other. That wasn't real English, <laughs> but you know what I mean? I do. And it's so apparent in the way that they interact with each other. You know, like I've never heard them fight. I've never heard them raise their voices at each other. And like, I keep circling back to this, but just the genuine like love that they have for each other. You can just see it between them that they adore each other <laughs> and it's so sweet to like be around oh they make each other laugh all the time which is like my hallmark for a good relationship if you are making each other like belly laugh multiple times a day you're doing something right shared sense of humor and it grows and then next thing you know you're belly laughing mm-hmm. yeah I love it. yeah I mean I think the biggest thing is like I feel like he's my best friend and that's just a huge new thing for me. Like there's so much about our relationship that is friendship and the love that we have for each other on top of the friendship, I think is what makes the relationship so cohesive. Everything that he wants to do that he wants me involved in, I will do and vice versa. Whereas like, I was never really like willing to do that, but keep in mind, you know, he's not asking me to play like Call of Duty. I would definitely say no about that. But tell that boundaries. So <laughs> <laughs> you draw the line. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think like that, that definitely is probably the most major thing. And I feel like I can talk to him about anything. He's like very open to hearing what I have to say and vice versa. And something that I live by in this relationship is I will do whatever I can to make his life easier. And I feel like he does that for me in return. So it's a trade-off, right? And I think it just helps balance the relationship. If I'm like, I always think about him. I'm always making sure that like he has what he needs and he's happy. And for me, that makes me happy. And I care about him so much that I want his needs to be met. So I think that's probably, yeah. And, and Katie's right. Like we've never yelled at each other. We've had a few like disagreements and stuff. And like, even the way that we communicate in our disagreements has changed and it's grown since we started dating which is all you can ask for, honestly, from a guy who's not like super emotional. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I aspire to have a relationship like yours because that honestly sounds like it really like hits every note of things that you want to have. And like, of course, you're always going to have tiffs and whatever. And it's just how you get through them. Yeah. Because yeah, people who are like, say they never fight. It's like, okay, well then you're avoiding something, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like for me, it's like I don't want to fight because fighting to me is raising voices and not respecting each other and maybe sometimes saying things you don't mean. And I don't want to ever get to that point. So I try and have, we try and have like level headed communication and conversations so that, yeah, it doesn't turn into that anger and that lashing out because it's not good for anybody. Yeah, totally. Okay, so I want to play a little game. Okay. <laughs> These are a couple of fun would you rather would you rather clog the toilet on the first date or the first day at a new job? Oh, first day at a new job. New job, 100%. 
Okay. I'd walk right out of there and pretend yeah. I had nothing to do with saying <laughs> If someone passed me on the way in, I'd be like, you probably don't want to go in there. Someone like made it that toilet. <laughs> like I would always have played off. Okay. That's that's a strong answer. Okay. Deny till you die. Yeah. <laughs> would you rather have to be naked at work for an hour or be dropped off two miles from your house whilst you're naked and have to try and get home? <laughs> we live across the street from an elementary school. Oh god. But I work in a government building. <laughs> okay. So I don't know. I don't know. I work in a school. So Okay. Yeah. Um, okay, well then okay that one okay we, honestly no, if i had to pick one i'd rather be naked at work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. me too because i wouldn't want to get that like you know forever charge on my my yeah. uh history of being like a child i don't know you know with the oh, whole yeah. school oh, being over here yeah okay oh, my God. Another so- one. <laughs> Becky, can i tell you something funny first always always I put a load of laundry in earlier and I wanted to wash the clothes that I was wearing. So I like stripped fully buck naked in the basement. And then I went up to my room to get more clothes. And we had the blinds open in our stairwell. And I'm like, oh, it's fine. Like, I'll just run up. Like I'm holding my boobies. Everything's fine. At the exact moment, there's a dude (laughs) jaywalking like across the crosswalk, literally facing, like, I think we made eye contact. (laughs) I'm like, well, this is, my punani nice to meet you <laughs> what if he was your soulmate honestly he was really cute oh, oh, I was gonna ask. what if that's like my, oh do you guys have misconnections there on craigslist mm-hmm. maybe he's gonna write one about you It'd be like oh, the girl in the window clutching <laughs> who was missing her clothing <laughs> oh, oh, you gotta check that you need to make sure he doesn't know. he might write something honestly I have like not even any sense of a tan right now, so he probably thought he saw a ghost. Oh my god! No. <laughs> he's probably just. We're the dude that was jaywalking in front of an elementary school today in a red sweater. Yeah. Sled. Yes. <laughs> oh my god! And I'm sorry. <laughs> One time somebody wrote. So I had this internship in grad school, and I used to drive with a CEO two hours each way to go to our internship, like to the office, because it was really far away. And so he picked me up at 7 a.m. and we drive, we get there by nine. And one day there was this car, there was like really crazy traffic. And there was this car next to us. And I was really tired. Like I was just, I think it's probably hungover, let's be honest. And I was like kind of like longingly looking out the window. And then we were just stuck with this car for like at least an hour. And so the guy was like kind of looking, the other driver was like looking at me and like we kind of like made eye contact, but it was nothing like excessive. But they were just driving for over an hour. And then I kind of was like, at the end of the day, I was like, I wonder what happened to that guy. So then I look on misconnections and he wrote about me because he thought that I was, he thought I was being held hostage. Oh, stop. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I'm worried about this, this like young girl who's like being held against her will. And she was like, because it was like literally the exact same spot, like on the Virginia. And he mentioned the same car. Like that was the only time I think anybody's written about me. It was like, not for love <laughs> that I'm aware of. Oh my god, that's amazing. I haven't thought about that until right now. It was very funny. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's do a few more of these. Would you rather smell like cheese that has been left in the sun or smell like a hamster cage that hasn't been cleaned for a while? Cheese. 100% cheese. Uh, Yeah, I guess cheese. Cheese. Those are both horrid options. I know. 
it would depend on the cheese too, right? Like if it was cheddar mm. cheese, maybe better than it was like oh blue God. cheese. Yeah. Oh, that so, would be stinky. Or Swiss cheese would be like. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm unwell of the thought. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna switch gears. Okay. I was gonna tell you guys about this cool article that I read today, and I'll also link it in the show notes. It's in the Atlantic, and it's called "What Introverts and Extroverts Can Learn from Each Other." about going against your instincts and how it can help make you happier. So I was first wondering, what do you guys consider yourselves? Introverts, extroverts, Hmm. both? I feel like I honestly am like afraid it's changed since this pandemic, but I might just be like overthinking it. So overall, I would say I'm an extrovert. Yeah. Yeah. Overall, I would say I'm an introvert just because they say the difference is if you get energy by like being around other people or by being by yourself. And like, if I'm with a group of people, I can be like loud and have fun. And then I come home and I'm exhausted and I need like time on my own to recharge. But I think Jack definitely like, yeah, I would say that if I'm going into a setting where I don't really know people, I'm usually exhausted at the end of it. But if it's people I know, I'm still extroverted when I'm with people I don't know, but I just feel different when I leave. Whereas like with um, with my friends and people I know, I'm always extroverted and I usually feel that sense of energy when I'm done hanging out Oh, interesting. You're the elusive. Yeah. Go both yeah. ways. Yeah, I think so. Interesting. Yeah. What are you? So I'm not really sure. I mean, I, I think I get my energy from being alone, but... I think I've become more introverted during the past year, I think, because I used to be like a little, I mean, I still am very social, but I realized how much I was overextending myself all the time. Mm-hmm. Like every night I would be going to something, I'd be going to an event, oh God, okay, I would like literally have something every single night and I would just never stop. And now it's like, if I do one thing during the week, I'm already stressed out about that. Like, I'm like, how can I cancel it? What? Maybe they'll cancel on me. <laughs> First, we'll go into the article. Basically, he just talks about how, what people can learn extroverts can learn different things from this past pandemic and then introverts too. So it talks about like introverts can focus more on the future because extroverts already focus a lot on the future. And then introverts really value their like small, deep connections, but talks about extroverts can really harness that from what us introverts do about our deepening our friendships. And then he's asked about this book that I don't know if you guys have heard of it. It's called Quiet, The Power of Introverts in a World That Can't Stop Talking. And it basically talks about how Western culture misinterpreted introverts. Extroverts make $12,000 US dollars more per year. How do you think it shows up in dating and relationships? Oh, I mean, I've dated introverts and extroverts and I prefer dating extroverts because like I want people to be making me laugh all the time. (laughs) And like, I try and make other people laugh as well, but like, I don't want to be the show. I just want to be there and be dying of laughter little selfish on my part but that's how I feel yeah and I've dated experts and I feel like we kind of I will feed off of their introversion and be kind of like more introverted you know what I mean like I dated a guy he was also an Aquarius and we were both very introverted and I felt like it kind of like it didn't bring me out of myself you know what I mean but when I've dated extroverts I feel like it brings out more extroverted traits in me and I just feel kind of more like I feel like a bigger version of myself if that makes any sense I feel like I can take up more space because they almost give me permission to. Yeah. Yeah. I've only dated one introverted guy. And for me, I think the biggest thing was that that social aspect is missing because normally 
just like textbook introverted people, like we've talked about, they, they feel depleted after big social settings. And with this one in particular, it wasn't even big settings. It was very hard to get him to attend really anything. And I think that there was some social anxiety around that, but that does tie into introversion. And so I think for me, it's hard to date someone that's super introverted because then I'm doing everything by myself and that's not the kind of partnership that I want. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And I guess that's something to consider really a spectrum, right? Yeah, like you're not just like the other. I was just going to say, yeah, in the book, they talk about different types of introverts, depending on which kind you are, there are different strategies to help bring them out in a corporate Canada setting, if you will. <laughs> I'm going to keep using that. But I hear you about how on a date, you don't want to, as my friend Tiffany, she always calls it like, she doesn't want to be the cruise director where you're having to perform and entertain somebody. I can like turn on the extroversion. You know what I mean? Like if I'm in like a social setting and I'm feeling relatively comfortable, I can, you know, carry a conversation and be, seem a little bit more outgoing. So I guess all that I would want in a partner is somebody that could at least do the same. Because you don't want to like bring your partner to like a, gathering with friends or whatever and have them just be like holding up a wall all night people are different when they're more comfortable over a long period of time too so i would say that with a caveat that's one thing that i found about online dating is like you don't really get to see what they're like around their friends right off the bat and to me like that is so indicative of who you are as a whole person Mm -hmm. is how you with your friends yeah and how would you know that if you started dating someone during a pandemic Mm -hmm. exactly so many so many questions yeah. Mm-hmm. I just feel like it would have been easier when I was younger because it was a lot more common for like big groups of people to get together. You know, all these people from your high school or college get together and you can get multiple groups together. You all meet at the same bar and everybody mingles and you can meet people that way and see how people are around their friends. But now I'm 31. I don't have 10 girlfriends coming out with me on a Friday night if we were allowed to even go out on a Friday <laughs> night, which we're not right now. Really? So, yeah. To wrap this up in general, what's one thing that you guys each want to take with you? from this, I know it's not over in Canada land, but what's one thing you want to take with you the past year? And then what's one thing that you want to let go of moving forward? I think I'm just going to like piggyback on what you said about having too much on the go. I think the pandemic has forced everybody, including myself, to slow down. I don't really know what like a life is without having multiple commitments and hanging out with friends all the time and having multiple jobs. It's now I'm slowing down. And I think like the pandemic obviously forced me to and I think I'm just going to keep that in mind going forward because I don't I'm like you I'm like, even now, for like a socially distanced walk, I'm like, Oh, I don't really want to go. Once you get there, it's fine. It's just the idea of it's very overwhelming. I hear that. Yeah. Yeah. And then What was the other question? One thing you want to like get rid of. I just live life now with no makeup on. Like I started a new job over a month, just over a month ago. And I wore makeup every day, not like a full face or anything, but like just enough so that I looked presentable. And then I kept thinking, why do I not look presentable when I don't have makeup on? And I'm literally just putting it on for video calls. Like I hate this. So yeah, I'm like, I don't really care about makeup. Obviously, when I go on like a night out in the future, I will do a full like big ass face of makeup because it's just like fun. But yeah. aside from that, I'm I stop. I don't care. I love that. You're authentic yeah, self. Like yeah, I mean, it could also be because I have a boyfriend, but. <laughs> but I mean, if you're still doing it for Zoom calls, I feel like that's also just, you know, you're just setting yourself yeah. up, like any 
it's like, what's the point? I mean, I don't wear makeup on my Zoom calls at work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like so many people that I work with don't wear makeup. And I'm like, why am I doing this? I look fine. Yeah. It's like, we don't need to perform for anybody else, especially when I'm not even seeing anybody during the whole day. I think so many of us got very used to the way that our faces looked in like a full quote unquote face of makeup for work. And if we didn't have that on, we felt like this like lesser version of ourselves. I I would feel like I looked like ugly and sick and tired and whatever. And now like I wear mascara to work sometimes. And that's literally it. I just don't care anymore. And it's nice because I've almost like detoxed my mind because I'm used to seeing myself just plain face. Me too. And I'm like, I look fine. I don't need to do all of that. And like Jack said, like, it's super fun to do a full face of makeup for a night out. Like, I will beat the shit out of my face (laughs) for any opportunity, but I don't feel the need to do it every day. Yeah, I love that. And you guys are beautiful. You don't need makeup. Oh, you are too. Oh, you are. I look like a drowned rat right now. No, you're glowing. You guys are both glowing. It's the Canada glow. All right. I hope you guys enjoyed my conversation with Two Girls One Broadcast podcast. I'm really hoping they bring back their podcast soon. I hope you guys have an amazing day and I will talk to you guys super soon. Bye.